have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units Podcast. We're gearing up for day one of the championships at Royal Randwick this week. We've also got a nice meet out there at Bendigo for Golden Mile Day. Uh, we have the Sultan Supper, Pack Your Nags, our unit of the week. And as always, we'll round out the show with our best bets, our two units. I'm your host, Nick Foote. I've been given the intro rights back. <laughs> it's it's gone viral, your intro, Salts. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah, look, uh, look I, I'm not about the 360-degree feedback because when it comes my way, I start throwing <laughs> uppercuts. But, <laughs> mate, I don't know. I reckon that was a little flat on last week, that one, mate. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure. The um, Your comment. Your comment, Jace Richardson, watch your back, wasn't bad. <laughs> Put in mind yeah. that as well. Uh, how's the week been, mate? Ah, it's been a good week, mate. Um, you know, had a, had a little bit of bad luck. Geez, the last at Sandown, I lost sleep over that last night. I, I love daylight savings. I love it so much. Mm. It's one of my favourite things on earth, but the only good thing about getting rid of it is I don't have to watch a horse get absolutely slaughtered. Right when I'm about to cook my uh, barramundi and, and sit yeah. down and, and coat my barramundi in my own tears. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a zig when perhaps old J.A. should have zagged. Yes. Yeah, a bit of three unit alumni there, mate. We'll be careful. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was. It took Twitter by storm as well. But it has been few. a good week, um, mate. It's been an enjoyable week down here in Melbourne. It's good to hear. Well, let's get into some barramundi at, at your supper, mate. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. I feel heard, Salts. I feel heard. Um, Haas avocados back on the shelves yesterday. Uh, I've made a pretty big deal about this over the last three to four weeks, so I I think I should just mention that Haas are back, baby. You know, $2.50 as opposed to $1.80, worth every cent of that price discrepancy between Haas and Shepherds. Yeah, $2.50 for a pain Haas, not too bad, mate. But I tell you what, if if someone's a big fan of yours, just like I am, and you listen to you do radio and you do your Betfair show and then you come on here, if I have to hear you talk about avocados again, I'm going to be looking for another unit. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know those salts? I think the saving grace is that I use the A one material on the two units podcast. Like I was delivering two units material seven days later on other shows. So yeah, let I it like be. That. Let it be known. I know where my bread's buttered. Yeah, the the units get your A set. Yeah, for sure, mate. And- I'm bringing along a, a bloke by the name of Banjo Patterson, <laughs> and yep. now this isn't the famous Australian poet. So on Monday afternoon, I did my form for Tuesday at Ballarat, got up nice and early, knocked that out, got to about two o'clock. I thought, I want to go for a bike ride. It's pissing down rain here in Melbourne. What do I want to do? I want to go climb up the biggest mountain um, that is in in sort of the outskirts of Melbourne, Mount Donabuang, out in Warburton, beautiful part of the world in, in the Yarra Ranges. Yarra River flows through and... I parked my car at the base. I wasn't didn't want to do too much, just up and down. And I parked my car at the base, and, and there's a guy sitting in his car, and he's got a banjo. 
and he's got his window open, pouring down rain outside, and he's just having an absolute hoot. <laughs> and he was just playing, and it was really beautiful. He was good. And then he started asking me questions, and I tell you what, if I had a uh, THC monitor, it would have been through the roof, and um, his would have been pretty high too, but I'm not sure in terms of his driving ability and the amount he was most likely stoned that he was safe being on the road, but he certainly was a good banjo player. He'd come down from Yarra Junction, um, which is just down the road from Warburton, driven down, parked next to the river and just played the banjo next to the (laughs) river for anyone that wanted to listen. It was beautiful and he gave some good health advice. He said, yeah, he brought up the mountain, mate. Give you a strong heart. You've got to have a strong heart, mate. Takes you a long way in life. And I was like, that's that's some pretty good advice, mate, because without without a heart, you're pretty much dead. So, yeah, he was he had his anatomy and, and physiology down pat, Banjo, but he set the scene for me. It was raining. The river was flowing. It was green. It was beautiful in the rainforest there, and he was just playing some Banjo as I got on my push bike and, and sailed off. I don't know. All I can picture is that you were talking to Cletus from The Simpsons. All I can <laughs> yeah. picture is just this absolute pumpkin. <laughs> he was um, a bit of a slack-jawed yokel, but I, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't mind having a beer with him, though. You know, those kind of characters that just run to the beat of their own drum, just yeah. do not give a shit what anyone <laughs> thinks, and I don't yeah. mind it. Well, come along, Banjo. We'll, we'll feed you well. <laughs> That's yeah, we'll, sure. we'll we'll make him a few edibles. <laughs> <laughs> He'll like that. What else you got? Well, in terms of dance moves, does anyone get better than Yoshido Yahagi? No, they the, they they don't. Well, n- Mitch Beer Matchbox Twenty tribute band took yeah, that's true. Took the socials by storm. That's true. But this guy. There's no doubt that he was completely and utterly 100% sober. Like, they're just... Oh, nah. Absolutely. He's he's just a different breed. It's unbelievable. He looks like he loves a fun time. He got up there at the Star in in Sydney and and was dancing. He's got a couple over here, Unicorn Line in the Queen Elizabeth, Ho-O, Amazon, I believe it's pronounced, in the All Age. But one of the great characters as well. Nice to have him on our shores, bringing a few horses across and... Mm. And maybe see a few of those dance moves at, at Randwick in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, I, I liked it. it. I mean, you know, everyone loved it. Everyone loves a character in racing like that. Yeah, exactly. So good on him. Mate, um, I've been trying to get pumped up for the championships this week. Not too hard because the racing's just quality. But I was thinking as a host of a award-winning podcast, how do I sort of really deliver it to the listeners? And I was mm. sort of thinking of all these superlatives. I was punching all these different adjectives to sort of describe what it was about. And I thought, well, if I can't do it, artificial intelligence can. And I went to chat GPT. Have you, are you across chat GPT at all, Salts? I haven't used it, but I know of it due to a recent South Park episode yeah. where Stan uses it to talk to Wendy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrific. That's all you need. So um, I was thinking, look, how do I provide a pump up here to get our listeners psyched about uh about the day one so of the you've got the app so i've got the app so i okay. punched in i punched in i asked i asked chat gp to write a preview for day one of the championships at royal randwick there's four group ones uh we've got cylinder nature strip mr brightside and sharp and smart who are favorites in in each of their races big crowd on course 
And this is what ChatGPT put together to pump us up for this weekend. Get ready for an electrifying day of horse racing excitement as day one of the championships kicks off at Royal Randwick. Race fans are in for a treat with four Group 1 races on the card, the English Sires, TJ Smith Stakes, Australian Derby, and the grand finale, the illustrious Doncaster Mile. It's going to be a powerhouse of a day with some of the most talented horses from Australia and beyond battling it out for prestige and glory. The races have attracted some top-class contenders, including Cylinder, Nature Strip, Mr. Brightside, and Sharp and Smart, all poised and ready to put in a strong performance in their respective events. Off the track, the atmosphere is sure to be electric, as a big crowd is expected to turn out for what promises to be an unforgettable day of racing action. The venue is set to sizzle with energy as fans roar on their favourite horses and jockeys towards the finish line. For horse racing lovers, the opening day of the championships at Royal Randwick is unmissable. Isn't but that just phenomenal? That is scary because that's putting journalists out of business. It is. That is putting journalists out of business. And it's Jeez, bringing that, that's and, it's, and it's bringing that, me Jesus. into the game, Salts. It's bringing yeah. me into the game. It is. Uh, I have to do some chat GPT for the yards at at Ballarat on a Tuesday. <laughs> Seriously, Jesus! Punch all your green and your red boxes into chat yeah. GPT. <laughs> Far out. That's that's pretty good. We'll turn that. That's been turned into a little ad there, Salts. I reckon. Well, um, I might sell that. I might sell that to Sky for one million dollars. <laughs> Yeah, well, that that actually genuinely sounds like an ad. That's actually terrifying. Chat GPT, far out. Yeah. I wonder if um, I reckon Luke Hodge might have been using Chat GPT when he said that they should send Trent Colchin and Nick Davis, Nick Dacos, please. Anyway, Anthony Cole is uh, he's a favourite of mine. This fella, and for those of you that don't know who he is, which is going to be everyone, <laughs> let's just tune in to some of his dulcet tones. On December 17, 1998, in West University Place, Texas, a young woman called the police from outside the house of a friend she worked with. This guy's voice is something else. He, he's the best narrator. He would he sends Morgan Freeman to do sort of previews for the Terrain Cup. <laughs> Seriously, that's how good this guy is. I just pictured Morgan Freeman previewing the Terrain Cup. <laughs> yeah, he'd be pretty good at it. But this guy, yeah. he narrates a show called The FBI Files. And for those of you that like true crime, all the episodes are up on YouTube. They've got their own channel there and it used to be on Discovery Channel. And it's the greatest true crime show to have ever existed. And this guy's a big part of it. I love just putting an episode on as, as I'm dozing off to sleep. He's got a beautiful voice, Anthony Call, and I want him to come to the supper and just narrate the evening for us. And no, no more than that, if you're a true crime fan, check it out, the FBI files, Anthony Call, the greatest narrator to have ever walked this planet. I'll certainly check that out. I'm a bit. I'm a big true crime man, so I'm. All well, over if you, that. yeah, that that was from an episode called Tracks of a Killer. Very good episode. Psychological criminal profiling, trying to track down a cross country serial murderer. Very intriguing. Mm. The school regulation says a one. Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I 
I've seen those finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'll come. Pack your nags time and we put out the word to the, the listeners this week with some merch up for grabs too to get involved in packing nags because we know everyone's just got a little bit to get off their chest now and again. So we'll do that every few weeks and, and get some insight and we've got some good ones that we'll get to a bit later. The first thing I'm going to send packing those salts is the new, the new lights in the Burnley Tunnel. So... I know you've been all over the tunnels and <laughs> that's gone global and trending. Mm. But these green lights that run on either side of the tunnel, they've been put there to to basically assist people going 80-kilometre speed limit. Now, these lights cost $13 million and, mate, they don't work because you can have all the airy, fairy, little, nice, aesthetic things that you want. But at the end of the day, people drive slow because they're idiots. And the Transurban General Manager, so of operations, Filthy Phil, he said that (laughs) most people don't know they are driving down 65 metres. And he's called it an upside-down Westgate Bridge so that when you're coming out of the tunnel, people don't realise they're driving up a hill and they drop their speed. Mate, that's not true. People just can't drive in Melbourne. It's it's a complete waste of money. I've been in there the last few Thursdays driving to do the Betfair show, coming down to do the show at your house as well, Salts. And people are going 55K. The green lights don't work. Pack no, the green lights don't work. What he's saying about coming up the hill is true, and it's the Constantina effect. As soon as someone slows down, it just keeps Bottling back, 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 and back. It's what happens when you see mate. You're in a car. A leader drop anchor. It's not run for the kids. People aren't running up the hill. It's f- you're in a car. Just put your foot down. You've got to. Yeah. You've, you've literally got a, spe- a speedo on your car telling you, know you how the fast problem you're is going. as well. I gave someone an absolute spray Tuesday night coming out of the tunnel because trucks should not be in the right hand lane because they're the ones that can't speed up coming up the hill. They can't mm-hmm. do more than fifty. Oh geez, I gave this truck you the bird. I knew because coming out of the tunnel, I could hit the gas and he'd never catch me and I'd never be seen again. And I could see on my GPS that I was green all the way home. So there's going to be no traffic jam. So I gave him a good old spray. Get out of the right hand lane, yeah, you good. absolute cockhead. Yeah, good. Burnley tunnel lights, pack them. Mate, I saw an ad the other day and it was a Subway versus Big Mac. So the ad was for Subway and Hamish um, from Hamish and Andy, Hamish Blake. Yeah was the narrator of the ad, actually. No Anthony Call, but he did a good job. <laughs> and it was up on the screen, a subway foot long that re- has remained a foot long. You can't change that. It's a foot. It's a measurement. Mm. Whereas the Big Mac over the years has sort of dwindled in size and, and they had the Big Mac what it was and what it is now and how much smaller it is yes. than a sub. So the ad was from Subway, but they still used a, a picture of a nice-looking Big Mac. And after the ad, I was like, I really feel like a Big Mac. I haven't seen this ad. Yeah, it's so, strange, strange ploy. Yeah, it's made me want a Big Mac mm. more than I've wanted a sub. So I feel like it's backfiring and it's actually going to work for Maccas. So whoever was behind that ad at Subway, I'm interested if anyone else, any of our listeners have seen the ad, if it's had any uh, effect on them because I do love a bit of Big Mac mustard. Oh, yeah, I don't understand that. That's like us advertising another racing podcast on our podcast yeah and saying we're bigger mm. <laughs> i don't know yeah so it's no, not, sure. not for me yeah true hey yeah another thing i want to send packing is am radio so ooh, ooh. yeah like mate, not, <laughs> not the actual stations just the frequency 
it's 2023. Why can't I listen to AM radio when I'm driving 50K through a tunnel or when I'm under a tram line? Like, I know there's a digital site component now inside of it, but sort it out. It's 2023. I want to listen to it in driving through King Street. Yeah, you're a real... um. 3GB sort of operator, aren't you? Oh, I am. I ring in. <laughs> Which one's Neil Mitchell on? 3AW. 3AW, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, never listened to it in my life, to be honest. I'm nah, just, me neither. I'm just guessing there. Uh, we've got some good ones here from the listeners too. This one should have been, this flows on from the uh, the supper, but Tyler Bowden wants the Sultan to give us a TikTok reenactment of Yoshido Yahagi's dance moves. So he reckons that might go viral if we get you doing a TikTok dance, Salts. I know you're all over that. Yeah, not going to happen. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got Lockie Joel as well, mate. He uh, just has a good driving theme here. Driving through roadworks at night and having to slow to 40 kilometres because the roadworkers forgot to put their signs away. That's a That's a great call. Get real. I was driving home from Bairnsdale the other night, a section on the freeway where it dropped from 100 down to 40 and then went up, back up to 100 and the drop to 40 was for literally nothing other than there was a sign there. It's dangerous yeah. and pathetic. The old packer up, boys. You've got to, you've got to live to that. Mm. Uh, AMC going a real... Real weird sort of three-letter name here, AMC. Uh, he wants, following him from last week, the hashtag... EOS that never actually ends in a story wants to send that packing, doubling down on EOS. And it's not even a hashtag because there's a space after it, <laughs> yeah, so you can't so even search for so it. gets it too. And I like this one and, and we're all, you know what, even as even as athletes, we're all susceptible to this weekend warrior and we'll send you some merch for this because uh, I think it's cheeky. It's no different to getting sort of punting offers on certain days too but weekend warrior wants to send fast food joints packing predatory emails and messages at 4 30 p.m he's told him to f off trying to be healthy doesn't need the thought of a large loaded pepperoni pizza for six bucks swimming around in his head before he leaves work you dogs it is predatory it's predatory that's I, what it is it's well summed up you know when menu log when i first got the apps i had menu log right menu log yeah D to the G to the to the double E stree. <laughs> and at lunchtime, right, every second day, I'd receive a notification for Hungry Jacks. Now, I'm not going to eat that regardless because the last time I ate Hungry Jacks, I had to go to the pharmacy and say, what are the best pills to stop me from farting because I cannot live with myself. Really? Yeah. Really? I'm serious. Really? So usually you drop one and you're like, geez, oh that smells pretty good. Myself. That smells good. I was dropping these farts. I couldn't escape from myself. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't get further away from myself. <laughs> I went, I went. I, like, you got to make this stop. This whopper's absolutely done a number on me. Could they give you a it was, an, it was an extra angry whopper. But anyway, <laughs> so I've not gone back there self? since, and that was probably – yeah, maybe, but I, that was probably like eight years ago now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd get this message about it. And so I messaged Menulog. I'm like, what's going on here? I need to stop getting these notifications. Oh, did I did it. I go, this oh, is a disgrace. Did. You got priors before the before. Yeah, I said, this roads. is a disgrace. Why are you sending me these notifications? I don't want Hungry Jacks. Stop sending them to me. They said, oh, you can turn them off. And then, But then... When, whenever you place an order, you don't get them. Anyway, I'm with your weekend warrior, and that's you're going to get a prize pack, brother. Yeah, Good we'll, point. We'll We're all trying it. to look after ourselves in this modern <laughs> in this modern society. Spot on. 
When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport, feel the excitement. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Sick ad there by our new mates at Top Sport, whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or a fashion-conscious player, which is... <laughs> I like that what if, you're all, what if you're all of the above? Uh, anyway, that's brought, to you, <laughs> that's brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport, this segment, which is, of course, Salt Specs. And, mate, we got some cards to preview today. We've got, obviously, day one of the championships, as um, ChatGPT alluded to earlier, mm. which is going to be a ripper. Bendigo Golden Mile Day. We've got Claire Lindop Stakes Day as well at Morville, but a couple of plays over in the city of churches. We'll kick things off at Bendigo Salts. You're pretty keen on this card, mate. What can we expect in terms of track conditions and weather? Yeah, it's an interesting one. The rail's true. It'll be a good fall, good weather around in the lead up. The inside five metres there has been protected since the end of February. So the last two meets has been rail five and nine metres. The data says with the rail in the true, the inside can actually be inferior. Um, but we've also seen this particular meet be on pace in the past. But given the fact that we've had the rain, it's going to have some time to dry out and that inside section has been protected, I'm I'm setting up for it to be a fair track out at the Nursery of Champions. Yep. Well, let's kick off race one at the Nursery of Champions. It's a benchmark 100 over 1,400 metres, Boom Horse Elation returns for Price and Kent Jr. Yard after that well-documented uh, throat surgery results. But you're going to play around Elation. Take him on with that little bit of, with a little bit of value here, my friend. Yeah, it's a fascinating race. Um, Bo Mertens gets a good opportunity on Elation. He's absolutely on fire. Probably my favourite jockey at the moment, Bo. Good oscillation. Those wins in Adelaide sort of around this time last year were very good. But, you know, he's only had one run since last May. I thought the 1,200-metre jump out was was good enough. My Whisper, a very good mare resuming, jumped out well. But I'm leading the way of a lightweight hope. Just with the first the, the first use of the track, I'm thinking drawn barrier one, Imperial Lad. He can give us a shout at 1,400 metres with 50 kilos on his back after the Sheridan Clark claim. And... First up in the Able Stakes over 1,200 metres. His uh, last 200 metres was the third fastest of the race. It was the race that had the fluorescent star fall in it. But he's not suited at 1,200 metres. He's a better 1,400 metre horse when he can be up on speed bowling along. Hopefully he doesn't miss the start just like um, the favourite did there in the uh, Bansdale Cup with Sheridan on board. Hopefully she can mm. get him to sort of step and, and be clean from barrier one and, and sort of send him with the uh the light weight on his back. Yeah. Mr. Sheridan Clark, yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sheridan the four star. Uh yeah, gets in very light with that claim. So it's seven bucks on top sport. Also great to see floating artist return in this race as well. First time since running fourth in that twenty twenty one cup and has jumped out. Had a couple of pretty sneaky nice jump outs. Like obviously not going to be anywhere near ready over 1400 but our mate 40 who's in the ownership group he had chippies to tie him over while floating artist was out which was yeah. nice so um all the best 40 and the ownership group there with floating artist uh race number five it's the gold bracelet mate it's uh mayor's race set weights and penalties over 1400 who do you like here 
This isn't a bad race. Foxy Frieda resuming, agreeable, was okay. First up, life lessons. Last start was three wide, no cover at Flemington, the Shaftesbury Avenue. But I think staying at 1,400 metres might be a negative for her. I want to be with the three Bell Placier for the McAvoys. Her preparation last prep was really good. She was fourth in the invitation, which is basically a group one fillies and mares race up in Sydney. And she was desperately unlucky that day as well. She charged late. Notably, the blinkers went on that day. They came off there after they go on first up today as well. So that was the last time they went on. She was an unlucky fourth in essentially a group one. She was good in Empire Rose, 1600 metres. She faced the breeze and her two jump outs have been quite good. She was strong through the line in the first of them. The latest over a thousand metres at Camperdown. Again, she was strong late and she has a turn of foot. I think, um, you know, with a bit of luck in running, I'll be um, expecting her to be storming home late at 1400 metres first up. Yep. No, absolutely, mate. So that's Belle Placier, who's at four bucks currently on top sport. Uh, race number seven is the listed Bendigo Guineas for the three-year-olds over 1,400. I'm going to get involved here uh, each way basis, mate. It's it's quite an open race for the three-year-olds, but I really like Waltz on by here and, and how she profiles. It's uh, at a really big price. Comes through a couple of nice races in the Zedative and the Typhoon Tracy that I think provide her with a pretty nice platform stepping up to 1,400 metres here. Last time in when she was third up, she won a listed race at Sandown, ran a career peak, has drawn perfectly in five here for Billy Egan. And yeah, providing she's on her best behaviour in the barriers, she should get a lovely run in transit. So I'm going to get involved Waltz on by one by three play, 20 bucks and $5.50. So it's- yeah, I'm not um, interested in betting into the race, but I can see why someone that wants to get involved would be looking around the pointing end. Um, most notably, My Bellamy, I don't think she'll get 1,400 metres. And the other one, Marble Arch. Mm-hmm. Those Future Stars series races have provided fantastic form references. But that last one, 1,400 metres, it was a slow race and she still didn't really run right through the line. This looks more like a fast run, 1,400 metre race. I think she's a, a false favourite, Marble Arch. I like that. Hey, yeah. Uh... Race number eight, I know it's not, neither of us are having a bet in it, but it is the feature on the card, mm. the Golden Mile. Munamek looks pretty hard to beat. Yeah, he's flying. He's he's running time. His last two wins at the mile have been super impressive, and he's been up forever. Nick Ryan doing a fantastic job with him. Rightful favourite. I thought Just Folk was good first up in the Shaftesbury Avenue. Closed off really well. A good horse on all surfaces, but a much better horse on tracks with giving them though Mm. quality time did close off quite strongly first up against munamek um only gets half a kilo off him but he's much fitter probably wants further but this looks to be a fast run rail um fast run mile you got rambler rebel um visionary um who's the other one here to shock sort of goes forward as well so there'll be enough pressure on um, maybe he can improve second up. I've got him on top, but yeah, I'm not interested in having a bet in the race. Mm. And just while we're talking about Golden Mile too, uh, Underbelly, Underbelly, the Golden Mile series is one of the great Australian TV dramas. I don't know if you've tuned in. You would have watched the is original. Is that the King's Cross one? Yeah. So it had... Oh, is is that Squizzy? Nah, not Squizzy, mate. <laughs> this has bugged me out, Salts, because I've just started watching Last Kings of the Cross on Paramount and... It follows John Ibrahim, 
who it follows in the Golden Mile Underbelly as well. Mm. But in Underbelly Golden Mile, that little dude, Faraz Durrani, plays John Ibrahim. You know him? He's off like yeah. husbands and stuff. Yeah. And he's yeah. like real small. And then- He looks this- like fake Nick Dacos. <laughs> It does. Yeah. And in this one, but in Last Kings of the Cross, you've got fake Gil McLaughlin. There's like this young Gil McLaughlin guy that plays uh, John Ibrahim. So you've got like fake day. Oh, like fake, a different fake yeah, Gil. Okay. And it bugs me out. One's like really short and the other's like tall and lanky. I'm like, well, what was John Ibrahim? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the gold, the gold mile feature race of Bendigo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be a ripper. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's nice. Good. Uh, race, <laughs> race number nine, <laughs> benchmark 84, 1,100 metres. A uh, little two-bet play, mate. Yeah, I wanted to follow my numero uno at his second up run because he came through a fast race at Mooney Valley first up. It was his first run off almost a year. I think he had a bleed. He ran the second fastest close of the day. The winner Midwest has Maria Mia form, which is Group 1 Galaxy form, and he's a horse that has been proven second up in the past. So he's going to need a bit of luck from an inside barrier, Barry 3, Jamie Mott, but I just think he's a bloody good horse. The other one, though, I want to have something on too is Bill the Boxer for the McAvoys. He was okay with a big weight first up last prep, then he was wide no cover at Mooney Valley, but I'm not entirely sold how well he came up. He's been tipped out two jump outs. The latest over a thousand meters at Camperdown. There were five thousand meter heats on the morning. Only one of them broke sixty seconds, and it was his. And it was fifty eight point one. So, you know, it's it was fourteen or fifteen lengths fastest heat of the morning, and he was doing it in cruise control. So, he's a good horse. Harry Coffee rides. Have you given uh, Have you given Goose McAvoy a cow? Have you given him a call or a message? Usually, no, I haven't. He's usually, usually he's pretty good. good. Though. Yeah, yeah, he was good. The, the, the day that um, Night Passage won the um, I think it was the not it was the it was something happening at, at Wayne at Wodonga Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he gives some good info, but I, I'm willing to back myself in here because I know that Goose will just say, "Yeah, he's absolutely flying, mate." He's yeah, <laughs> the goose. <laughs> so good. Uh, Bill the Box is nine bucks. My numero is four dollars on Top Sport. That's race nine, and that's uh, the Bendigo card. Let's head to Royal Randwick now. Um, what can we expect? It's probably going to be in the soft range up there, mate. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, like, the readings you look at now as we as we record it, sort of just before midday on a Thursday, are saying a soft six. You look at the forecast. No rain radar? today. Do you have the live radar up in front of you whilst we're doing this podcast? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you are equipped. I love yep. that. I don't have a question regarding yeah, there's, that. There's nothing on the radar, but the forecast as well. Today's 25 and sunny. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is 25 and sunny, and then so I'm expecting that to to improve to a four or the top, you know, a yep. four or five. So no worries there in terms of the track. The the only thing is. Race day, they're saying sort of showers afternoon and evening, zero to five mils. But being on the coastline there, it's really hit or miss. So it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen on race day. But I've sort of set up for a four or five. Rails true, coming back from the six metres. Probably the hard on the fence might be inferior, but I I expect it to be pretty good. Well, let's kick off, mate, in race five. It's the country championships final over 1,400. You like uh, you like Ron Stubbs, the premier trainer in Aubrey. You like one of his <laughs> runners here, and bloody it was bloody dominant last start at Aubrey too. He's probably the equal premier trainer 
in Aubrey, oh, Donna, next sorry. to Donna Scott. Yeah, yeah of course. Donna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, doesn't there's um, what is it? The Malian, the Malian's dad has three boxes out at Aubrey too. So. Yes, and he did win one on Corowa Cup Day too. So he's got an Day, elite so strike rate. Yeah. There's your top three trainers at yeah. Aubrey. Yeah, definitely on the podium. <laughs> Mate, I like Ron Ron Stubbs here combining with Tyler Schiller. Now, it's only a small sample size. They've had 10 rides together for four wins, 2.5 times the expectation of the market. But he's a good booking. But that's not the whole reason why I'm backing this horse. He, he firstly went up over the odds, Bianco Volano, I speak of the seven. It's obviously an open race and lots of different form lines to tie in. But you want to look at the lead-up races. The heat he won at Aubrey won by the one and only the grasshopper, the bull, Jay's lion. That was the fastest lead-up race overall time of anything in the race. And not only that, he's coupled that with running the fastest last 200-metre split of the entire meeting. After being held up and only getting clear late, his form since the blinkers went on has been magnificent. And also earlier this year, they took concussion plates off him. Mm. Ron said that he's been a horse that's just been taken a long time to mature. He's really found his groove now. He's in fantastic form. When he won the the SDRA heat there at Aubrey, it was three weeks between runs with a jump out between runs. He's five weeks between, between runs now with a jump out between runs. That's a nice barrier, barrier nine, to just sort of blend in um, sort of midfield. He's a horse that has tactical versatility. He, he only runs well, the seven. Do, do you find he's at eight fifty, so bloody good price. Do you find with these races, it's hard to tie form lines through through the runners because the, of the jurisdictions they're running in, or is this? I haven't looked at this race, but it, or is it just one that you sort of lean more towards clock? Yeah, no, nah, it's it's a good question, and it is where you have to lean more towards the data and the clock, and that's mainly the way that I lean anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't change a great deal. Yep. Um, you know, he's got form around one, um, Barandana, who he improved to beat quite well in the Aubrey lead up, who, lead up, who then went, that horse went to the wild card and was beaten a length or something by I've Been Trying. Um, so you can tie in some of the wild card form through yep. that Aubrey heat. But yeah, uh, the thing about him that impressed me the most is, is what he did on the clock, what he did at the end of 1400 metres in genuinely run race last start. Yeah, bet on Bianco and all the best, Ron. Uh, race number six, first of our Group Ones, mate. It's the Group One English size produce stakes for the two-year-olds over fourteen hundred meters. Now, Fireburn was the winner last year, completing that slipper size double, and uh, no Shinzo here. Sees Cylinder the favourite, looking to make it three wins in five years for Godolphin, joining Animo in twenty twenty one and Microphone in twenty nineteen. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on the race, mate? Are you just getting involved from a pissing contest point of view, or are you going to have a bet? Yeah, I'm. I'm not keen to get involved here. Obviously, um, the majority of them on trial beyond 1200 meters. Cylinder gets the run of the race, doesn't yep. he? And he was still good last start. So I don't. I don't think 1400 meters will pull him up. I, I'm happy to just have 50 bucks on him and and get a tiny bit back. Should he win? And I'll also have 50 bucks on Brave Mead. He, he's come a long way, this Brave Smash Colt. He 
was good on, on debut behind Coast Princess, who's proven to be not a bad form line, but then bolting in at start two. Um, it was a nice win. Yeah, it didn't beat much. Burks mm. didn't go that well um, at Sandown yesterday, but it was a wet track. But he was very impressive at 1,200 metres last start when leading at Mooney Valley, giving a strong kick. I'm pretty confident that, that one of those two win. They at least bring in the, the best last start Rating to the race, so I'll have fifty dollars on each, and Brave Mead will be my best result. Yep. Well, I'm I'm playing eighty bucks cylinder. I just think rates so far clear of these on what they've done. Has all the Sydney horses covered? Sat on a fast tempo in the slipper, and yes, beaten by Shinzo, who's not here, but was still holding the majority of the field on the line. I don't think fourteen hundred is going to be an issue, like some people might suggest. Um, and then I'm going to have twenty bucks on Butch. Cassidy. Now, if anyone's going to rob a $1 million bank that is the group one size produce, it's a horse by the name of Butch Cassidy. And he he rattled home like a train in the Old West Salts first up at Flemington. Um, and then he won a maiden at Mornington, just like it was a barrier trial. So thrown in the deep end here, no doubt. But I just really like the look of him. Gets to 1400 from barrier three. He's a bit of an unknown entity, which I don't mind in a race like this. And he's a big price. So 80 bucks cylinder, 20 bucks Butch Cassidy in the uh, English size for me. Yeah, he, um, old Butch, he... Shoot him up. <laughs> Shoot him up, cowboy. Yeah. He was a, I think, a $750,000 yearling purchase. Yeah, well, look at the colours he's wearing, mate. That yeah, yeah, he was um, at the Magic Million yearling sale and he was running around at uh, Mornington on a Tuesday for a soft kill. Yeah. So dollar forty five, and I don't dollar forty five, and I don't even think it was very Jordan, impressive. Jordan Childs left the shillelagh in the yeah. In the well, do, where do you think Jordan Childs um, is he riding it on the weekend? Nah, Brett Preble's on. Board oh, okay. Um, yeah, because Jordan Childs he rode passive aggressive in yes. a Sydney trial that morning, and, and then went flew. Back. And there was only one reason he was going to Mornington. Yep, and that was for the butch. And then he's been dropped for the prep train. Yeah. That's, that's a tough gig. But you talk about jockeys putting in hard work. That'll catch up and pay off for him. Yeah. Um, hey, race number seven is the TJ Smith Stakes. Group one, wait for age, 1,200 metres. Nature Strip's got a mortgage on this. Has won uh, the past three. Sets up for a fascinating champion versus contenders storyline in this year's edition. I want to take a look at the market of this race first, Salt. So you've got Giga Kick, the Everest winner, as your favourite. Nature Strip is currently, I think, second line of betting blown out a little bit to around six bucks. We haven't seen a price like this about the champ since the Lightning Stakes in 2021, where he paid 440 and saluted. You've got in secret at around 550, was dominant with the lightweight in the new market. Um, is she more dominant down the straight of Flemington? Uh, we've got Private Eye, 950. Second up, gets a couple of kilos back on in secret from that new market. I wish I win at around 8.50. Who comes through the new market was in that different part of the track, as you and I well know. Uh, and then Passive Aggressive, who you spoke about before at 12 bucks, four-year-old mare for Graham Begg, who denied Eduardo a three-peat in the Group 2 Challenge. First up looks pretty bloody progressive and good too. So it's a mm. fascinating race, mate. This this is arguably the best race assembled in the last six years maybe huge i'm just thinking off the top of my head like 
this is a this is better than the Everest. Mm. This is better than the Dali. This is this is one of the great sprint races to occur. Really, it's just quality across the board. It's an absolute cracker. I'm I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I'm very I'm, excited to have my Saturday afternoon free this week and to be couch up. I'll be betting. Um, like this giga kick for me. Well, Zach Purton, Zach Purton yep. makes makes him go squirting. Let's, <laughs> this guy's a sex punters, god. Makes the punters. Go <laughs> yeah, let's be serious here. This guy's a freak. Yeah, he did it when he came over on horses that weren't even like real hard in the market, particularly in the um, guineas. So Barry and I for giga kick for a horse that. He got squeezed last start. He, he might not be all the way last, but he'd be back in running. But there is ferocious speed. This is looks to be so quickly run. Nature strip, overpass, passive aggressive, shades of rose, Maria Mia drawn out, lost and running drawn out. Like I'm looking for something to be running on. And Giga kicks one of them. He, he nearly yeah. broke the land speed barrier first up. He, his last 600 was about as fast as a horse can run. Over 600 metres, even if it is off a slow tempo. Back to the jump out since. Jumped out well, as as you'd assume. And we just know he relishes a fast tempo 1,200 metres, and that's what he gets. The other one that it sets up for is I wish I win. Yeah. He was enormous first up in the lightning. People banging on about, oh, he was a flashing light or whatever. Well, he's bloody good again in the um, new in the new market. He, just, he was just on the wrong side of the track. He gets two kilos off Lofty Strike, a kilo off In Secret. He has to give Private Eye weight, but barrier two for Private Eye is very tricky. He'll end up in the fence a number of pairs back and, and be needing luck, whereas I wish I win can sort of get some clear galloping room to the outside. So I'll have $75 on Giga Kick and $25 on I Wish I Win. I like it, mate. I'm, uh, I'm not jumping off the champ. I'm 50 bucks Nature Strip. Could it be his last race? Is he busted? I refuse to not have money on him and find out the hard way. He's just an absolute champion. So 50 bucks nature strip for me, $25 passive aggressive who, yeah, just that. I spoke last week about Graham Begg, horses second up and that win in the challenge first up, fighting off Eduardo was huge. Um, where does where does she get to as a mare? Who knows? Ceiling is enormous, I think. And uh, $25 Giga Kick, who could just well be the, the best sprinter in the land for the next few years, let's be honest. So I'm not going to lose on Giga Kick. And you summed it up really well with that uh, hot speed. And he's just going to take and he's going to suck off that. <laughs> just like, wow, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Smoking and sucking. Smoked and smoked the pipe. DJ Smith is a little bit of innuendo going on here in this race. Um, you know what's, um, I personally think he's gone, but the last time he didn't start favourite was the 13th of February 2021. Yeah, he was $3.80 out of $4.50 and he won the Lightning. That's the last that. time he started shorter than $3.80, and that was when he went off as, as favourite at Randwick and won. Yep. Don't deny the champ, mate. But, yeah, looking forward to it. That's how I'm playing my $100 um, betting strategy, and, yeah, can't wait for the race. Beautiful. Race number eight is the Doncaster Mile Group 1 Handicap, 1,600 metres. Mate, you and I siding with the exact same horse in this race, we think it's just 
so well placed. Do you want to maybe touch on the the news this morning? Yeah, some news has come through that Converge is um, so he's the the filly for Gay and Adrian, and no, the Gelding. Sorry, um, he pulled up with some swelling to his off hind leg following some track work on Wednesday, and he's going to be monitored prior mm. to Saturday. Now, I'd. I've already backed him, so I can't really do anything to change that. Same. And my strategy was to have the 100 bucks on him because third up, he's improved his rating in two runs, his preparation. He was wide in the Canterbury Stakes, still ran well. He was outside leader in the George Ryder. Ryder kept finding, but coming through that weight for age, now dropping seven kilos with a beautiful map to just sit in behind the speed. He looked a great bet. Um, and I'm still just going to have my 100 on him and – and hope that he's okay. And if if he's not okay, he'll come out and, and we can uh, go again. Yep. I'm on with you. 100 bucks converge. That, yeah, that run was huge in the, in the Canterbury. Three wide, no cover throughout. Two lengths off him. It gets back to 52 kilos, you know, handicap here. And then half a length off Animo and Fangirl last start. Meets Fangirl three and a half kilos better. Drawn six, two from three, third up. I'm going to have a one by three play with my real cash here, Salts, but I'm mm-hmm. going to have a $100 win bet for the pissing contest because I've got some ground to make up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so one by three. I think I didn't have a bad weekend last week. Mate, mate you were you were featuring in most races. Mm-hmm. You got returns. So um, it was moving day for Sultan, mm. but Beery still fends us off. And I'm holding bronze medal. I've got Kiss of Death covered. <laughs> she's a long she's a long race beery is yeah. oh beery's tooting his horn something fearful at the moment it's it's actually horrific he's actually sent through his form he's got he's having giga kick 50 dollars to win i wish i win 50 dollars to win Dog. um yeah in the size he's protecting he's, his lead he's mate, well in the size he's got bases loaded 50 each way who's at about 34 bucks. I said I'll hand in the microphone if that wins. Um, <laughs> he's got Ossipenko, uh 50 each way here, who's first emergency. So um, hope doesn't get a start. So, yeah, and then yeah, you don't get a reply. I'll give yeah. you the I'll give you the kiss of death replacement. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, well, let's head to the last of the group ones, mate, which is the group one Australian Derby for the three year olds. Over 2,400 metres. Hitotsu won last year doing the double with the Vic Derby as well. Um, only four runners have ever done that. 2021, Explosive Jack and 2020, the Kiwi, the Quick Thinker. And we've got some of Quick Thinker's New Zealand counterparts uh, who are big chances in this year's edition, mate. The likes of Sharp and Smart, Mark Twain, Andalus and Full of Sincerity uh, looking to continue the hot runner form for those guys in Australia. I'm just interested to see how they all stack up against the likes of Pericles, Elliptical, um, Stroke of Luck, who are the local chances in the market. Um, how are you playing this? Mark Twain. He's a uh, three-year-old gelding, but, man, he feels like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> you shenied him. I've shenied him. Yeah. Mate, I'm seeing this as in I want to just uh, shoulder arm sort of no-run stylings. <laughs> I'll have $40 to win. 60 to place on Japanese Emperor. He is magnificently bred. His sire, a Group 1 winner at 2,000 metres. His grandsire, Deep Impact, would stay all day. And I thought he was all right in the Vars last start. He's had a, a, a decent derby prep. He was good at huge odds in the Australian Guineas. 
nah, he won't do any work from a low draw. But I haven't put a, a hot, to be honest, I haven't put a whole lot of time into it because I'm just not interested. I'll watch the replay of um, last study in New Zealand. He'll, he'll need some luck, sharp and smart. He had those covered. But, you know, the one that he beat full of sincerity, he beat that, what, a length, and it went around at 100 bucks, and then it's came and been beaten a similar distance by Tapple Doodle Doo. <laughs> and major bill last start so <laughs> Taryn Flindell loved saying oh that no name. I was, it was, he said uh, it ninety eight times yeah, it was a fantastic call actually I listened to that on the radio on the way to the MCG to watch an an absolute football exhibition and um I knew where every horse was my horse was um fading into third and he just kept calling tapple doodle doo over <laughs> over the top it was quite shuddering <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are you doing uh, I'm I'm. I'm sticking with Manzois, so I had some futures on, but I'm just going to stick with Manzois, um, $50 to win. Proven grand final day horse. Oh, you got ja- a better price on race day than your futures bet? <laughs> yeah. 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 Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was walking past it. Um, yeah, so now I'll, I'll double down and get some mm. better odds. Was, so last prep was just okay in the spring champion stakes, then come out and won the victory. Derby impressively. Whacked away a bit last start in the Rose Hill Guineas. Wasn't suited by the tempo and the shape of the race. Winkers go off, blinkers first time. Yeah, just a grand final horse. Hopefully he can run a big race. It's it's dead set jaunty roads from point, but I'm sticking. Because yeah. I'll, like, I'll honestly be that mad at myself if I didn't. Mm. Uh, and I'm having 50 bucks on Mark Twain, who you've called Shania Twain, which is extraordinary when Mark Twain was the uh, American author of Huckleberry Finn. You had that one teed up for you, but you went with man off like a woman. Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shania's a better lyricist and writer than, uh, yeah. than Mark Twain, Absolutely. you've called it. Um, yeah. He comes through the New Zealand derby, and you probably won't see many better wins than Sharp and Smart in that derby, but wide throughout was tough as nails and hung on. Barrier 17 and $3.50 about sharp and smart. I'm not going to take that. Although, like, it just wouldn't surprise because he's he's an absolute freak, I think. Um, Mark Twain last 400 was huge in that race, was back and buried, flash late. We'll settle much closer here and get a, a kind of run and I think can can possibly turn the tables. So at the price, I'm happy to play. 50 Manzois, 50 Mark Twain. Uh, Morfittville, I'm just ducking across to Adelaide, mate, for a quick one in race number three. It's a benchmark 70 over 1,050. And I like Josie Lynn here for the Hayes team, four bucks on top sport. Currently in for sale on Sunday as well, but she looks really well placed by the Lindsay Park team here. I think, you know, she's been racing very well in Victoria, deserves another W. Was second half a length last start to track specialist Lady Solly over the 9.55 at 78 level um, at the Valley. Finds a benchmark 70 Saturday race here. Has drawn super. Um, She has great gate speed. I think can sit outside Lunar Hero or if First Division boots up, she'll get the 1-1. Ben Price gets in super at the weights for 57, just right up to this. I think it's a great bet. So Josie Lynn, race three at Morfittville. You mentioned sale. I brought up the acceptances before, and I've I got wet jocks because there's not many of them, and uh, that's what Daddy likes to see because it's a fair bit less work. But it's also oh. heavy ten at the moment too. So, oh, is see it? how we go. But okay. uh, yeah, that probably we've got puts- small acceptances and not many first uppers. That is just like, <laughs> oh, oh, 
feels good. <laughs> well, there's no way Josie Lynn runs on a heavy track. So yeah, yeah, so say happy, go satellite. Yep. Happy bloody days. Unit. Unit of the week time. We got the DJ Raj, the carryover champ, is back. Got the chocolates for us last week, DJ. Yeah, th- You'll be thankful his first one got scratched. Yeah. That had none, DJ. <laughs> Big time. scratched it. <laughs> no compromise. Scratched. <laughs> Who does? What you need. What you need, yeah. Yeah. Tell you what you need. Um, yes, so well done, mate. And it's his birthday today too. Oh, is birthday. it? Yeah, so happy, happy birthday, uh, mate. Happy 30th, brother. We'll know you have a great day. And uh, this is what he likes this week, the carryover champ. Hey, lads. Dave backing up this week as unit of the week for Racing Hearts, thanks to Top Sport. Uh, this week we're going to Bendigo uh, Race 5, number 4, Life Lessons. Um, I think this is a horse with above average ability. I like the way she stuck on after a tough run first up. Uh, will be better second up. I like the price, around four bucks. Um, I think she's a good bet. So yeah, we'll have the $200 bonus bet on life lessons and see how we go. Thanks, lads. See ya. We've locked in 370 on top sport and he doesn't care that she's staying at 1400 salts. DJ Raj wants to take you on head to head in the gold bracelet. Good luck to him. Good luck. She's a nice yeah. man. She's a yeah. nice man. Got well, the nugget form. Speaking of nugget, I read this article the other day, this gold prospector. There's a, a triangle between Bendigo, Sinanad, um, and Ballarat. God's country. Where, yeah, where apparently um, there's still like millions of ounces of gold in the ground. And this guy, he was prospecting for gold. He found a gold nugget worth $240,000. Get joking. No. That's worth more than the actual gold nugget race, isn't it? Is there a race, the gold nugget, or am I losing my no, mind? No, there is a race, the gold nugget. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I love, just firing, I love firing off I shit. I'm Ballarat on a Sunday, I think. Okay. There you yeah. go. It's probably worth six mil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a pop-up pretending. race. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so good. Two units time, mate. Best bets from around Australia. I'll I'll go first. I know your bets are there above me in the run sheet, but we we don't like to break a winning formula. Mm. Uh, I'm back at Wharfville Race Seven, the listed Manahai Classic over 1100 meters, and I'm with Phil and I's mate, who's becoming a bit of a cult figure for the units. Trained by the great D Kosh, ridden by Benny Price, I'm with Benny for both my bets over there. He comes through the uh, listed Matrice on Adelaide Cup Day. 1,200 metres proved to be a little bit much for this speed star. I love the drop back to 1,100 with that run at 12 under the belt. Three from three, this track and distance. Drawn barrier two will be the winner for a long, long way. Phil and eyes. Yeah, the fence ended up being off last time yeah. as well, which yep. didn't help the cause. Um, I'm going back to... Bendigo, the nursery champions for my best race four. If Sing for Peace had a more senior jockey on it, I'd almost use the M word because you look at what he did last preparation. He ran a huge new peak third up last preparation going 16 to 2,000 to then 2,400 metres third up. So he's got the same setup today to run a new peak, but this time in he ran a new peak second up at 2,000 metres. So that's just telling me he's got more peaks to come. He's lightly raced. He's up in grade, but he gets five and a half kilos off his back for it. He had a 1,600 metre jump out between runs. Paddy Payne loves doing that sort of thing, keep him up to the mark. 
He hit the line well. Second fastest close of the race. First up behind a fit Euro Dandy. Second up, even run race at Pakenham or slowly run race over 2,000 metres. But he produced the sixth fastest last 200 metres of the day. His best work was over the last 100. We've no, we know he stays. Should get a nice run in transit. Yeah, I, I think with even luck, he, he'll be winning race four at Benigo. The seven sing for peace. Yeah, about two bucks seventy there is. Sorry, I'm just looking here now. Is Talia Hope not an apprentice anymore, or is this a non-claimer? What's no, nah, she's no, nah, she's not. She an claiming apprentice. him? She's not. No, no, okay. she's not an apprentice. No, she's only she's only ridden two winners. You know, the last fifty. One of them was this bloke last start, which helps me a bit. That's what I'm saying. You know, if if it was um, Bo Mertens on it, I'd I'd I'd, I'd like declare it. Yeah. You know I've been a Bo Mertens man for yeah, a long Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. He's got his life sorted, Bo. Yeah. He's going well. <laughs> He's going all right, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, um, it's a good dude. The, the pre-training facility and stuff. Yes, well, mate, I've <laughs> lost me chain of thought there. Mm. I had something else to add. But now, oh, I was going to say, it is tough for those those jockeys, when they do ride out their claim and transition into that sort of that senior life, it's bloody hard, isn't it? Like, they yeah. the opportunities dry up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, well, it yeah. even happened to Bo. He won a premiership. Mate, a, exactly. A, that, yeah. a, um, apprentices championship and had a couple of years, but now he's getting all the opportunities. So what goes around comes around. Yeah, like it. Uh, all the best on Saturday. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm going over to my mate Justin's house. Um, Great jazz. Watch a few races, pop the yep. feet up, um, dissect the night before, which was Collingwood Richmond at the MCG. Probably oh, yeah. only is be. That, um, is that your home game? Yeah, yeah. They'll probably only be 95 there. So, okay. As a big club, I guess, blockbuster fatigue, but you'd know as well, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm all over these blockbusters. No, I'm, off. I'm tonight, actually, Thursday night footy. Oh, yeah, beauty. Raise up my weekend. So yeah, lovely. Happy days. But, uh, yeah, all the best, mate. I'm, I can't wait for uh, these this day one of the championships. It's going to be a ripper. Chat GPT summed it up the best. So gamble responsibly. <laughs> um, have a good one, and we'll chat to you next week. Have a good one.